0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Soul Food, a podcast of conversations that are good for the soul. Hello, how are you doing? I hope you've had a pretty good week. Um, My name is Melody, if you're new here, or maybe if you're not and just forgot my name, you know, that's cool too. Not Melanie, Melody, with a D, incredible. Um, So, yeah, today I... Okay, I'll be honest. The past couple weeks have been a bit existential for me. I'm a senior in college trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing with my life, right? And, you know, we're, you know, we're all there. And I've been reflecting a lot in, actually, one of my classes, we've been talking a lot about calling. And this really got me thinking. We also had to write a paper in this class comparing our own calling to a biblical figure and their calling and kind of their chosenness and brokenness as well and parallels to their story and our own, which is really interesting to think about, by the way. So definitely take some time to reflect on that for yourself. I would highly encourage that. But mine is Peter. And I think... I just want to share with you all, I feel like what the Lord has shown me about Peter's calling. Because I don't think it's just me that it applies to. I think in a lot of ways, the journey of living into his calling and the substance of his calling of Peter. I think it's something we can all relate to. So, I hope you enjoy. You are called. And... You are beloved. Have you ever wondered or been asked, what is your calling? What do you feel called to? As a senior in college, this has been a topic that has come up quite a lot and can cause me to freak out at times because... I have no idea, but um, this is something the Lord has been just working on with me about this idea of calling and what I am called to. And how he's kind of shown this to me actually is through the calling of Peter in the Bible. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus calls Peter by saying to him, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. I find that so interesting, that ultimately, what is the calling of Peter? Like, the rock of the church, one of the um, greatest figures in the Bible that we can think of today, as for discipleship and faith and all these things, his calling was simply to follow. His calling was not to do a specific task or to have a specific role or to go to a certain location. Other figures of the Bible, they had specific instructions from God as to what he was wanting of them, but not Peter. Peter was just called to leave behind what was safe and familiar and what he knew in order to follow. And in this calling, Jesus promises no specific future for Peter, only that he will get to be a witness of the works of Jesus. He's not promised that there won't be suffering, because we know Peter's life was full of suffering, but he got to witness Jesus on earth performing miracles. He got to witness the formation of the church. He got to witness the Holy Spirit coming upon God's people. He was called unto dependency and uncertainty in the following. And I think this is encouraging too, because we look at Peter and we just are like, dang, this guy, full of faith, bold, feisty, we love him, right? But Peter had his own insecurities too, and his own struggles. I think the one we most immediately think of is in... Matthew 26 where Peter's making some pretty bold assertions and statements to God of his love for him for Jesus and his willingness to go to extreme measures for his sake and he tells Jesus though they all fall away because of you so he's talking about the disciples like they're all going to leave you Jesus but I will never fall away and Jesus said to him I tell you this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. Pretty bold, Peter. Um, obviously, if you've read the Bible, you know he denies him three times. So, um, doesn't exactly follow through with that. And I think this is, it's kind of comical in a way, because I totally relate, and I'm sure you do too, where we'll make these big, grand gestures before God to prove to him that we're willing. We have faith and we'll follow. (laughs) And Jesus can sometimes just slow us down and be like, hmm, it's easy to say all that. But what about the follow through, right? I think another insecurity I see with Peter is he's consistently in his walk with Jesus trying to assess his standing but with Jesus in comparison to the other disciples and just other followers of him. He wants to be the favorite. And like, I get it because same, <laughs> right? And in John 21, Jesus tells Peter um, when this is right before his ascension. He says, if it is my will that John remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So Peter's questioning Jesus about John and kind of his standing and comparison, and Jesus just saying, Hold up, Peter, what is it to you what I'm calling John to do? You follow me. Peter's journey with Jesus is kind of this gradual learning of trusting his own belovedness. And in that, as we see Peter journey and progress from when Jesus was with him. While on earth, to later, when he be, does become the rock of the church, as he's able to learn and trust that for himself, we see that he's able to freely give of himself to others. So, what is your calling? I think the first thing that the Lord has been speaking to me, at least personally, about my calling is to follow. I'm called unto following. And it's so funny because I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, well, God, I'm willing to follow, right? Like, I will go anywhere, do anything. Like, Jesus, I will die with you. I will not deny you. That kind of talk, right? Um, and I'm like, but Jesus, you need to just kind of show me, like, what steps to take so that I can follow and do them right like I want to follow but you need to help me out here and show me what it is I need to do and something God brought to mind is the idea of okay so let's pretend you're trying to go your friend is like hey I have this awesome surprise place that we should go to it's going to be great and you're like okay awesome cool He's like okay So I'm going to drive there and you're going to drive there and you don't know where it is we're going and you don't know how to get there because you don't know where it is we're going, but you can just follow me. I'm going to drive ahead of you. You just follow me. And most of us would be like, okay, I mean, kind of weird, but like, okay, like I can do that. I can follow you. I don't need to know where it is we're going and I don't need like an outline of Alright, on this street we're going to turn right. I just need to be able to see you up ahead. Following does not necessitate knowing where we are following God to. It only requires being close enough to him to see where he's going. So that we can turn where he turns and move where he moves. And I think with this... It puts us in this great state of dependency, which we don't like, right? I mean, uncertainty, dependency, tough stuff. But it's also beautiful because I remember growing up thinking about calling. I always thought of it as, you know, the Lord, Melody, the Lord has given you gifts. And you are going to do things for God with those gifts and that will bring him glory. Okay? And I mean, I don't think that's like totally wrong or anything. Um, And I do think the Lord gives us gifts and we should use them for, and that's normally part of our calling. But I think I'm realizing, you know what, maybe I'm actually called not to do work for God, but maybe I'm called to do work with God. And that's really how I'll bring him glory. And I think I feel the need for him a lot more (laughs) to do the work with him when I don't know where I'm going and when it is a bit beyond my abilities just fishing in my boat yeah I can do that but fishing for men Hmm. Jesus you're gonna have to show me how to do that right and Peter longs to do things for Jesus. We see this time and time again. Peter's not content to just kind of sit, chill, uh, like, just, you know, let's just all go to the worship service and just sit and pray and just be together like, woo. He's not really in his feels. Peter's a doer, right? And I can be like this too. I long to do things for Jesus. And often, this really... It's just my own selfishness and pride and really my insecurity and my belovedness. My insecurity that as I am right now is not enough with Jesus. It's not enough for me to be uniquely special to Jesus. I need to do something that is unique in order to prove my specialness to him and to myself, honestly, more than anything. But I think we also see through the journey of Peter and his calling is that we can't love and serve the other as we ought when we just view them as threatening to our own specialness before God. Um, and I think we saw that with Peter when he was talking about John, right? And in this book I'm reading actually for one of my classes, it's called Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen. Really good book. But in it, he writes... It is impossible to compete for God's love. God's love is a love that includes all people, each one in his or her uniqueness. It is only when we have claimed our own place in God's love that we can experience this all-embracing, non-comparing love and feel safe, not only with God, but also with all our brothers and sisters. Isn't that beautiful? I think I love to see the progression of Peter's journey with this too, from denying Jesus three times, making these bulls assertions that he's gonna die for him, will never leave him, everyone else is gonna fade away, but he will never fade away from Jesus, he's not leaving, he's not going anywhere, ends up failing and denying him three times, you know, not his finest moment, to then later, um, before his ascension, Jesus is talking to Peter and he questions him three times. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And it just is a beautiful mirror almost to the denial of Jesus. And Peter just saying, yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, you know, I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Peter first is called to follow. And his other calling, I would say, is to feed sheep. A part of your calling to love God is to reveal to others their own belovedness. And we can only do this when we're secure in our own belovedness with God. Peter progresses from showing his love for God through making these bold statements— To showing his love for God through caring for God's people. How beautiful is that? You know, if you're like me, I've always felt as though whatever my calling is that God had for me, that that is the way that I'm going to distinguish myself as significant. But I think as I've been thinking through this more, the Lord is showing me that my calling is working from a place of having already realized significance. At the beginning, Peter's calling begins with him in his pride, desiring to do something big for God, to be a martyr, to distinguish himself as the best disciple, to be with Jesus when everyone else falls away, and it ends with him in humility, giving his life as away, giving of himself to feed the sheep. And Peter is known as living a life full of significance and purpose, but. It ends up not being at all about what he can do for Jesus and what he can build and what he can accomplish for Jesus on his own, but it's only by witnessing the works of Christ. Friends, my prayer and deepest hope is that that would be your calling. And that that would be my calling.